Hello and welcome back to Big Les's League and all a rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. Welcome to your round 17 review. What a round of footy it was. Really, really fun round. Even though there were some buys, there was some great footy being played. As a footy fan, really enjoyed this weekend. A lot of standout players especially Katoni Staggs for the Brisbane Broncos yesterday. He was outstanding. Let's read out this team of the week for round 17. At fullback, I have Latrell Mitchell. I thought he was really, really good for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. At skipper, he really stood up in that side. I've got Delaware's Hoiter and Edric Lee on the wings. Edric Lee, I thought, had a really underrated performance. Yes, he scored a try, uh, but he did a lot of other things as well. I think he had two or three offloads in that game and with some tough carries as well, some really tough carries in that South Sydney Rabbitohs game. And then Delaware's Hoiter, what a game for him. Coming in as a fill-in winger and having a performance like that, really, really good effort from him. i got Jesse Ramian and Katoni Staggs in the the centers. These guys, I think, will be picked by every single person putting out a team of the week this week. They were the standout centers this weekend. Jesse Ramian, a great performance and a hat trick for the Cronulla Sharks. And then Katoni Staggs, as we said before, a really good performance from him, competing with Moses Suli, who could be another contender for that center spot. Left him out of this side, but I think that if I didn't have Katoni Staggs or Jesse Ramian in there, Moses Suli would be another one that I'd be chucking in that center spot. He was outstanding, though. Katoni Staggs, two tries, and some really unreal efforts, which we'll talk about in a second. We've got Luke Brooks and Cody Walker in the halves. Even though they both played 5-8, I'm putting them in the halves together. Really big standouts. Cody Walker standing up for South Sydney, and then Luke Brooks having a really good game for the West Tigers. In a losing side, I thought Luke Brooks was outstanding. His kicking game was unreal. I've got Tom Burgess in there again in the front row with Zane Musgrove. Both of these guys were unreal for their clubs. Tom Burgess, 200 metres, and I think it was around 30-something tackles. Outstanding effort from Tom Burgess. Two or three weeks in a row where he's put in some big efforts for the South Sydney Rabbitohs, really standing up in that side. Uh, And then Zane Musgrove for the West Tigers. Unreal performance from him. A really big stand-up performance as a starting front rower. Really set the tone in that game. And then I've got the West Tigers, the number nine, Fawamanu Brown. Coming back into the competition, two years off rugby league. This guy is doing some really good things. I think the nine role is his role. I think that's locked down. I think that's going to be his role for a long time or at least for the rest of the year until Apicorosau comes into the building. I think he's got that nine role locked down for the rest of the year for sure. Isaiah Papali'i and Tyson Frizzell in the back row for me. Papali'i with the offload game, really dangerous. He looked dangerous every single time he got the ball. And then Tyson Frizzell, absolute meter eater in that game. He was fantastic in a losing side for me. Uh, and then Kobe Hetherington at lock. Might not have been who everyone had, but I thought personally watching that Broncos game, he really gave them an edge in attack. And that break that he made to set up the try, I think it was for Ezra Mam. That was sensational. Really good effort from Kobe Hetherington. I think that he's really developed as a player and a really strong player as well. Originally a dummy half coming into the competition, but a big dummy half. He's probably one of the biggest dummy halves I've ever seen, Uh, but he's moved into that lock role and looking really good there. And then on the bench, I had Dylan Brown, Dane Laurie, Keenan Palacea, 
Fanua Pola, Cody Ramsey, and Davey Moali. Davey Moali from that CS game was another underrated one. He had a pretty solid game, a really solid game. He's a Coogee Wombats junior, just like myself, playing for the Coogee Wombats, and then going into the NRL and having some really good games. A really good game, this one. I think it's probably his best game in the NRL at the moment. Dylan Brown for the Parramatta Reels I thought was really good, even though that it was a scrappy win for the Parramatta Reels. I thought that Dylan Brown was quite good. Dane Laurie at fullback for the West Tigers, sensational. Kenan Palacia, really long minutes in the front row and had a really good game there. Uh, Fanua Pole, really good junior coming through in the front row for the West Tigers. A really solid game for him. And then Cody Ramsey, how dangerous is he? Two tries in that game. Really solid performance from Cody Ramsey. I was tempted to put him in Latrell Mitchell's spot. I thought Latrell Mitchell was just too silky smooth, though, to move out of that spot. So Cody Ramsey making a spot there on the bench for himself. But he was outstanding in that game, Cody Ramsey. A really, really solid talent. I actually put a post saying put him at any time try scorer, and he ends up scoring two. So really good performance from Cody Ramsey. But let's get straight into this review. The first game was the Sharks v. the Melbourne Storm. Now, Storm looked really shook and tired. Very un-Melbourne. Very un-Melbourne. I thought that in some stages in defense, they just weren't there. And as I said, very un-Melbourne. I'm not used to seeing Melbourne playing like this and losing 28-6 against a depleted Cronulla Sharks side. They were without their main halfback in Nico Hines, without their main playmaker. I thought Matt Moylan really stood up in this game, having a really good performance with Nico Hines out. But geez, to lose 28-6 against a depleted Shark side, I'm really worried for the Melbourne Storm over the next few weeks. I think they could potentially lose a spot in the top four. I still think they'll make the top eight. That's no denying that. I do think they could lose a spot potentially in the top four, which would be very surprising. But then again, if they did lose that spot, I wouldn't be too startled because looking at the way they're playing at the moment, it doesn't look likely that they're going to keep a spot in the top four. You look at their run home, they've got the Raiders, South, Warriors, Titans, Panthers, Broncos, Roosters, Eels. Now, depending on if Cameron Munster is back or not, I think they beat the Raiders. I think they could beat the South Sydney Rabbitohs unless, you know, they haven't come out of this ditch. They haven't come out of this hole and they do end up losing to South Sydney. I think South Sydney could potentially be a side that they do end up losing to. Uh, They'll definitely beat the Warriors. I think they definitely beat the Titans. The Panthers is going to be a tough one for them. I reckon the Panthers could put a bit of a number on the Melbourne Storm. The Broncos is another one that could be a smoky to win that game. Roosters, maybe. Parramatta maybe so they've got a tough week if they don't come out of this little ditch that they're in and they don't start playing like Melbourne traditionally do they could be in a lot of trouble come finals time they're currently sitting third they could move down a few spaces Cronulla is sitting fourth at the moment their run home is the Cowboys Panthers South Dragons, West Tigers, Manly Seagulls, Bulldogs, Knights, and then that's the run home there for the Cronulla Sharks. I think they could lose the first few, the Cowboys, the Panthers, and the Rabbitohs. Dragons, West Tigers, Manly, Bulldogs, Knights, I think are all games that the Cronulla Sharks can win. You look at the Broncos and their run home. If they keep playing the footy they're playing, I reckon they could get into the top four. Titans, Eels, West Tigers, Roosters, Knights, Storm, Eels, Dragons. That is a pretty decent run home. Playing in the form they're playing at now, I reckon they could win most of those games. So I think the Melbourne Storm are under a little bit of pressure to play some good footy 
in the next few weeks because I reckon they could definitely lose their spot in the top four. Now, going back to this game, Sharks middles were outstanding on the weekend. Outstanding. In particular, Nukin, Tolman, McInnes, and Andrew Fafita, all outstanding in this game. Really solid performance from them. Really tough performance as well, especially against the Melbourne Storm side. These guys definitely gave the Sharks some go forward and getting them the win in this game as well. Braden Trindle, another topic of discussion. He had a pretty good game as well. Uh, really doing a good job standing in for Nico Hines. Uh, and they looked really good. Him and Moylan looked really good together. And I'll tell you what, that try he scored, Matt Moylan, giving me some Penrith Panthers vibes. i tell you that for free. Really exciting to see what he can do when he is the main guy in this side. Really stepped up in this game, in my opinion. Huge raps on Matt Moylan and his performance in that game. Setting up a few tries, looking really slick and dangerous with the footy in his hands. Huge raps, huge raps on Matt Moylan. If there's another half hour to chuck in that team of the week, he'd definitely be in third place. I definitely have him under Cody Walker and under Luke Brooks. He was sensational. I'm really starting to get the feeling that Mulatalo and Katoa might be the best current winger pairing in the comp. I reckon they're the best winger pairing in the comp for sure. Really, really talented and they end up scoring one or two tries between them every single week. I should say one or two tries each. They are unreal. So yeah, I definitely think that they are the current best winger pairing in the comp for sure. And they had a great game on the weekend as well. But Ramian, Jesse Ramian, definitely the main point of discussion there in the centers. The Sharkies back five are just having the best fucking year. Honestly, they are having the best year. Granted, they don't win every single game, but fuck me. You look at that back five, Kennedy, Mortalo and Katara on the wings, Ramian and Talakai in the centers, really strong. And even Connor Tracy has depth as well. He played center on the weekend, had a really strong game. Connor Tracy can just play anywhere. He can just play anywhere. Great depth in the back five and in the halves, Connor Tracy. I mean, their back five has had the best year, in my opinion, the best year. And I'll tell you what, if Sharks make the finals, they are going to be really dangerous. Now, let's talk about the sin bins. The first one was obviously Brandon Smith. Now, that was just so uncalled for. I, I, I have huge raps on Brandon Smith, but he's a role model now. You can't be doing this stuff. And that was so uncalled for. It was so unbranded Smith. That is so out of his character. I believe he has gone online and apologized about that. But geez, that was so uncalled for. He did get spat on as well. That's why I turned around and yelled at that bloke. The guy freaking spat on him. If someone spat at me, I would be doing more than just yell at them. I'll tell you that for free. He handled himself well, calming himself down once he got in the sheds. But yeah, it was really silly to say that on the field. Calling a referee a cheating bastard now. It's probably what all the people at home are thinking, but you can't say that on the field. It is so it is so uncalled for. And look, we all have brain farts. I've been there. I've had brain farts. I've had about five brain farts while recording this podcast, forgetting what I'm going to say. Uh, but yeah, we all have brain farts. And at the end of the day, it is what it is. You can't change the past. You can't change what you've done. I think Brandon Smith's going to learn a lot from that. He's definitely not going to do it again. He is a good bloke. At the end of the day, it is what it is. And we all make mistakes. We all make mistakes. It's out of character and it probably won't happen again. 
As for the Andrew Fafita one, I think that one was just stupid, picking the guy up by the legs. We've seen plenty of guys do it and not get pinned for it, though. That's sort of where I sit with that one. I think there's a bit of inconsistency there. I think we did see a few inconsistencies on the weekend, especially the Tarek Sims, the first one. We'll talk about that later, but a lot of inconsistencies over the weekend. A lot of inconsistencies over the past few weeks with referees and uh, making some strange calls, but hopefully the NRL can fix these inconsistencies in future. We move on to the next game, though. The South Sydney Rabbitohs taking on the Newcastle Knights. A great game of football, a great game of football. Honestly, at the start, when Knights were on that little roll, I thought we were going to lose. I honestly thought we were going to lose. I was sitting in a pub in Gosford with the fam, eating what was a scrumptious Wagyu steak. One of the best Wagyu steaks I think I've ever consumed. The only Wagyu I've ever consumed, and it was probably the best thing I've consumed. That was meat in my life. But aside from the Wagyu, complementing the Wagyu, if you will, was this unreal game of football that kept me on my toes all the way through it. Really good game of football here. South's playing some great footy in this one. Uh, Latrell stepping up at skipper was unreal. He really stepped up in this game. Definitely why I had him at number one for me in my team of the week. I thought that the contribution he had for South Sydney, what he gives them, the confidence he gives them, he was sensational and a really good game for Latrell Mitchell, setting up a few tries, throwing some great cutout passes as well as some great short balls, really getting highly involved in this game. In the past, we've seen Latrell not get as involved in games, maybe stand out, go missing at times. He was heavily involved, had the ball in his hands in pretty much every set. He was sensational, uh, Latrell Mitchell, and I think it was one of his better performances this year. Uh, Davey Mowali and Tom Burgess in the front row, we talked about it before, but they... They had a great night, not only in attack, that just some of the runs they took were sensational, but in defense, they really shook the Newcastle Knights, in my opinion. That's what shook them in the end was Davey Mowali and Tom Burgess and their contribution in attack and defense. Tom Burgess running for 200 meters, an absolute freak over the past few weeks. He's had some great performances, like I've said before, uh, but Davey Mowali... Definitely his best performance in the NRL so far. Really strong performance from Davey Mowali. Definitely why I had him in that team of the week. Had to put him in there. I was tossing and turning whether I put him or Cam McInnes in there, but I had to put Davey Mowali. He was unreal. As good as Cam McInnes was in that Melbourne Storm game v the Sharks, I had to chuck in Mowali. He was absolutely unreal. Uh, really strong performance from him, and I think that solidifies a spot in the 17 going forward. Definitely until finals time. He has earned his spot in that side. If he's not there next week, I am going to be very, very shocked. I think this was the Cody Walker redemption story as well. He has had two really good weeks for South Sydney, especially since Latrell Mitchell's come back into the side. I think it's given him a lot more confidence and it frees him up a little bit more as well. Latrell Mitchell is doing some outstanding things and then Cody Walker just plays off the back of it. Really good performance from Cody Walker. You can see the confidence that Latrell Mitchell gives him and he had a really, really good game, Cody. Really good two weeks for him and very, very impressed with the past two weeks from Cody. Cody Walker, winning without Ilias as well against the Knights, a side with a lot of spark in that game. The Knights look so dangerous, in particular Milford and Clune, who I think have really developed as a halves pairing, but winning without Ilias by that margin was a really good effort by South Sydney, a really good effort. Uh, yeah, but as I said, the Knights, they looked unreal. Milford and Clune were so dangerous for that whole game. 
that whole game. It was a tough job for South City to defend that, and they did. Mowali and Burgess, you go back to those guys and their contribution in defence. It was so hard to defend Milford and Clune and the things they were doing, the fourth tackle and third tackle kicks that they were putting up, as well as Milford's just individual brilliance that he just possesses this spark. Uh, Milford and Clune were unreal. Unreal halves pairing. Really rate it. Uh, Edric Lee as well. I think he's starting to get into his peak. I think that he had a really good performance last night. I reckon that was one of his better performances of the year. As I said before, when I talked about why he was in my team of the week, not only did he score one try, but he had about three or four offloads in that game. And he just looked so dangerous watching that game. Repeat watching that game. I watched this game twice and I still think Edric Lee was one of the better wingers on the weekend. He was unreal. I thought he had a really strong performance for the Newcastle Knights. Uh, And then David Clemmer, Really solid first half. Really solid first half. You can see the work he's putting in for this night side. A bit of a brain snap towards the end, but in that first half, that was when he really stood out for me. That's when he really stood out and had a really strong game for the Newcastle Knights. They were unlucky to lose that one, but South Sydney just on a bit of a roll at the moment. Hopefully they can keep this winning streak going, especially going on to finals time. Their draw, or should I say their run home, looks like Bulldogs, Storm, Sharks, Warriors, Eels, Panthers, Cowboys, Roosters. That is probably the toughest run home, other than the Warriors, the toughest run home I think I've ever seen. Bulldogs in really good form. Storm looking for a big win in the next few weeks. I reckon they could maybe get it against the Rabbitohs. Sharks in some fire form at the moment. Warriors, they could probably win against the Warriors. Parramatta, again, looking quite good at the moment. Hopefully, they don't go back into that slump that they were in. Uh, Panthers, Cowboys, and then Roosters. It's going to be very tough for South Sydney to keep that winning streak going, especially with this run home. But I reckon they could potentially beat the Bulldogs. They could maybe beat the Sharks. I reckon they could get their win definitely against the Warriors. Uh, But Eels, Panthers, Cowboys, Roosters... And Storm are going to be very hard games. Very hard games for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Hopefully they can get more wins than losses. Now let's go to the next game, which was the Tigers v. the Eels. A really strong game. Again, a really entertaining game. Finally got home back to Sydney to watch this one. And what a game. What a game this was. Really entertaining. Was watching the Union at the same time. And I'll tell you what, the Union was very entertaining as well. Even though England definitely smashed us. I thought Australia in glimpses looked really good, but England looked unreal. They looked unreal for the whole game. Really strong performance from England in that one and going to a decider. Two deciders. Two deciders in one week. I am absolutely pumped. Australia and England, and then we've obviously got State of Origin. Oh my God, what a week of footy, ladies and gentlemen. That is going to be unreal. Anyway, we go to this Tigers and Eels game. Tigers, they looked really strong there in their loss to the Eels. I thought the Tigers looked very impressive, especially Luke Brooks. We talked about him before, but really strong performance from Luke Brooks. I thought his effort in attack and defense was solid. I'll tell you what, there were errors all throughout the game. A lot of penalties, a lot of errors both ways from the Tigers and from the Eels. It was quite scrappy, but there were some great glimpses, especially when the tries were scored. Mike Acevo nearly getting a double. Uh, Parramatta nearly giving the game away as well. The Tigers were just unreal. Mofaluma, that double that he scored was just outrageous. 
We talked about this guy before, but Dylan Brown, really strong performance from him as well. As I said before, nearly making his way into my starting team of the week uh, in the halves. It was very hard to pick halves this week, but I thought Brooks and Cody Walker really stood out. Uh, But Dylan Brown, really, really strong game for him. This has to be the week of the 5'8". Brown, Moylan, Brooks and Cody Walker having strong games. It's the week of the 5'8", ladies and gentlemen. Really strong performances from our 5'8". Parramatta hanging on as well without Junior Paulo. Really good effort from them in that game, uh, especially in the forwards. Regan Campbell-Gillard, I thought, stood up, had some tough carries, but he was getting flogged at some points of the game by Fanua Pole, by one of the deputants, and Zane Musgrove as well. Zane Musgrove was unreal. Now, other than the sin binning, I thought Justin Matamua's debut was unreal. The number 15 for the West Tigers, really strong in attack and defense. Uh, other than that sin binning, really, really strong debut for him. But Fanua Pole and Zane Musgrove in the front row, really strong performances from them. Had to include both of them in the team of the week because they were really strong against a Parramatta side that was in some good swing for most of that game. As I said, a lot of errors from both sides, but it was a really strong performance in the end from both teams. I thought Maradine, Kore, Regan Campbell-Gillard were really good in the front row as well. The forwards in this game were unreal. Isaiah Papali'i on the edge as well. A few offloads in this one and really dangerous every time he got the ball in his hands. Makaeshi Makatoa playing starting lock forward. Really strong from him. All in all, really good game from the forwards for Parramatta and the West Tigers. Reid Marnie at nine and Falmanu Brown as well in the hooker roles. Really strong performance from them as well. Although it was a little bit scrappy, I thought that it was a really, really good and entertaining game and a really good performance from both sides. Parramatta nearly letting this game slip away from them, but the West Tigers playing some strong football and in the end, the Eels were the ones taking home the win. I thought Junior Tupo as well, quite impressive. The number 20 on the wing there for the West Tigers. Nofaluma, as we talked about, a really good game from him. Now, Adam Dewey in the centres, a really quiet game from him, in my opinion. Really quiet. Didn't really see him much other than for the goal kicking. I know there was an incident earlier in the week where he said he'd rather play 5-8 in New South Wales Cup than play centre in starting football. I think you play wherever your team wants you to play, mate. I think that's at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you don't say that to anyone in an NRL system. That's just one way to get kicked out of a club. That is so disrespectful, so disrespectful to the coaching staff. I hope the comment earlier in the week was just a brain snap from him. I'd really like to see him start to play some good footy. I hope he's not contributing because of not wanting to play in the centers. I hope that's not the reason that he's not getting involved. Hopefully that's not the reason because we know what Adam Dewey is capable of. We know the talent that this guy has. We know that we want him to play as fans. We want him to play at six, but in my opinion, that's just not the way to go about it. So very interesting. Hopefully next week he has a big game. I know that he's capable of doing that. Even if he does get picked in the centers at the end of the day, that's where the team needs him to play. Luke Brooks, what he said the other night was really outstanding and a, and it just shows his character. It really shows his character. He said, I'll play wherever the team wants me to play. That's the sort of attitude you've got to have in a NRL system. You play where the team wants you to play. You play where the team needs you to play and you play good football for your team. It's not about the individual. It's about the team. And at the end of the day, you play where the team wants you and needs you to play. But look, other than that, a really strong game and a really entertaining one at that as well. And then talk about one of the best ways, the best ways to end the week. Broncos v Dragons. 30 years on since the last grand final between these two where the Broncos won. 
the Broncos. The Broncos really lit it up here and were on fire. That inspired them to play some really good football, and they definitely did that. Staggs and Suley having great games between them. Staggs was sensational for the Broncos, scoring two tries and at least scoring a third with that grubber down the sideline. That really got the arousal. The footy arousal was up, watching Katoni Staggs just rip and tear there. Honestly, wouldn't mind him having a second chance in origin. I think he definitely deserves it. Don't think it's going to happen this year, but next year for sure, I'd be giving this guy a second chance in the state of origin arena. I think he definitely 100% deserves a second chance to prove himself in this arena. He was unreal, and I think he definitely played his way into one of those center spots. I know Tom Trevojevic obviously comes back next season. Latrell Mitchell will probably be playing for one of those origin spots next season. So that really doesn't give him a spot to sort of interject himself into this team. But I thought he was unreal on the weekend. Sensational performance from Katoni Staggs. And then Moses Suli, really, really strong, very hard to handle. Really big game from Moses Suli as well. So those two centers battling it out on that, I think it was the right side, the Broncos' right side and the uh, Dragons' left side. But really strong performance and a really strong battle from these two. And they both played unreal. Tarek Sims, two sin bins in a row, in a row. Two Sinbins in a row. I think it was five minutes he was on the field before he got Sinbin the second time. The first one in the first two minutes of the game was a load of shit. It was a load of shit. He should not have been taken off the first time. The second one, however, I can sort of agree with that. That was extremely high. It was a bit silly. It was a bit lack of timing, I would say. But yeah, the first one, I can't see how that was a Sinbin. A penalty at most. Not a sin bin. The first one, that was ridiculous. Uh, the second one, yeah, fair enough, in my opinion. Uh, anyway, Deloise Hoiter. Deloise Hoiter. Great story. Filling in for Selwyn Cobbo on that wing and having a great game. Two tries as a fill-in winger. I mean, I think he's played himself into this side somehow, whether he's playing in the centers or on the wing. I think you definitely have to have a guy like Deloise Hoiter in the side and I'll tell you what, if he's not at the end of the day, he is great depth. Great depth. Play in the centers, can play on the wing. Really strong body, really dangerous as well. Very bouncy, uh, very energetic and really dangerous. So, Deloise Hoyter, great game for him. Really strong performance. Definitely was in my team of the week. Could not leave him out. I think before this, he was at the Tigers. Didn't really get much football over there and then signed with the Broncos. Didn't get much football over there either, but started to come into the side with injury. The first game, I didn't really get to see much of him, but this one, he was a real standout and definitely put himself in that team of the week. He definitely earned himself a spot in that team of the week. Really solid performance from Deloise Hoyter. Great story, great story, and a great performance from him in this game. Both teams played really well, uh, and it was a tough game right to the end. Definitely a great way to end the week, that is for sure. The Broncos were on fire, but I also think it was a great effort from the Dragons. Without Ben Hunt, uh, I think that effort was outstanding, and I think... Jaden Sullivan coming into this side had a really great game. I think that he has to be the 14 going forward. I think Moses Embiid just needs to be the guy, whether he makes the 
top side or not, whether he makes first grade or not. I think he needs to be the guy that bloods these younger guys like Jaden Sullivan, like Amone, like Tyrell Sloan. And we've forgotten about Tyrell Sloan because he hasn't been in the side because Cody Ramsey has just been killing it. And I think Cody Ramsey locks down that fullback spot for the future. Unfortunately for Tyrell Sloan, I don't see him coming back into this side this season. I think unless Cody Ramsey gets injured... I do not see Tyrell Sloan coming back into this team. I think Moses Embai would take that fullback spot anyway if Cody Ramsey got injured. I think this leaves Tyrell Sloan as a really hot property on the market. I reckon teams would be silly not to go after him, especially the Dolphins looking for a fullback. I think that Tyrell Sloan could be a really good and cheap and bang for your buck sort of buy. I reckon they could definitely look into him and maybe sign him. Even if it's just as depth, he would be a great signing for that Dolphins side in the top 30 squad. But going back to this game though, solid performance. Jack DeBellin as well. Jack DeBellin was unreal in the front row for the Dragons. Uh, but the Broncos, really solid. Kanan Palacia as well. Kanan Palacia. Really strong performance in the front row. Played a lot of minutes and was awesome. Really tough carries from him. Kobe Hetherington. Kobe Hetherington. He was awesome. I had to put him in the team of the week. I had to put him at starting lock forward because he was dangerous. Tough carries, knocking blokes over every time he ran the ball and setting up a try with that cheeky left foot step, set up a try for, I think it was Ezra Mam. But really solid performance from Kobe Hetherington as well. Really solid performance all in all from the Brisbane Broncos. For the tipping this week, I got three out of four. The only game I got wrong was that Melbourne Storm and Cronulla Sharks game. Looking at the tipping comp, I think every single other person other than a few got that game wrong as well. I don't think anyone this week would have got four out of four unless you're just a tipping genius. But happy with three out of four this week. Very happy with three out of four. I was happy it wasn't two or one out of four, to be honest. But great week for the tipping for me. Great week of footy. I can't wait for next week.